I think there's very little doubt that you've heard the cliche, don't get mad, get even. This is absolutely terrible advice. It's counsel that leads us to sin. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In the first two verses of Romans chapter 12, Christians are taught that our reasonable service is transformed living. As we continue reading, we see this transformed living is evidenced when we exercise our spiritual gifts to the glory of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and for the good of others. We also see that it is evidenced in loving the brethren. And though doing these things present certain challenges, generally speaking, we enjoy pursuing them. But Paul takes us even further in verses 17 through 21 by admonishing us to also love our enemies. Hear now God's holy, inspired, and infallible word in Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will reap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Twice in these verses we are told never to seek getting even. We are never to pay back evil for evil. We are never to take our own revenge. We are never to be overcome by evil in refusing to love our enemies. In contrast, we are exhorted always to act in a way that is right. We are to live at peace with all men, if that's possible. We're to trust God to act with ultimate justice. We're to engage in deeds of kindness. And we are to overcome evil with good, by loving Christ and obeying His commandments. Now, you likely have a couple of questions. First, in verse 18, What are you required to do to be at peace with all men, so far as it depends upon you? And then secondly, What does you will reap burning coals on his head mean in verse 20? Verse 18 begins, If possible, which implies that it isn't always possible to be at peace with all men. But if it's not possible, it's because of others and not ourselves. We must seek peace with all men insofar as it is possible, insofar as it depends upon us. But we must never seek peace at the expense of truth. We cannot compromise obedience to Christ and the truth of his word to be at peace with our enemies. Neither are we to fear being hated by our enemies for Christ's sake. To do so is to cry, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Understanding the burning coals presents some difficulties. 
But fundamentally, I believe in the context of this passage and the entirety of Scripture, we realize that in the sovereignty of God, our acts of kindness and love toward our enemies will result in the repentance, faith, and salvation of our enemies in King Jesus, and thus they'll become our friends, or it will increase their condemnation in the day of judgment. So like the proclamation of the gospel, it will result in mercy or hardening as the Lord sees fit. The call to love our enemies is a tall order. Even more than that, it is an impossible order. Impossible if we seek to do it in our own strength, and if we seek to do it without knowing the love of our triune God. God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And by the Holy Spirit, the love of God has been poured out within our hearts. We who have received such love are to show it to others, even to our enemies. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.